Thanks for listening to the Drew Frozy podcast. I hope this challenges you and encourages you. If you want to go to my website, drewfrozy.com, you can subscribe to my blog posts or wherever you're listening to this to subscribe to the podcast. Enjoy the show. All right. So in terms of some police reform, if you had a magic elixir where you could make an immediately immediate choice and do something that you think would work. We're not saying that you've done statistical analysis. We're not saying that you've done your research, but just in your experience, experientially, what are some, maybe one, maybe two things that you'd say, man, if, if, we, could, if we could do this from a police standpoint, from a policing standpoint, within our organization as police officers, here's, here's something that I'd like to see. Okay. So this is where, obviously, give the obligatory, this is my personal opinion, uh, as, uh, even though I know we're not speaking specifically to my department, it, it would have nothing to do with my department's official stance. But I personally do think um, there's a couple solutions, and some of those are what I've seen that some departments are already doing, and I'm like, that is a winning idea. We should all be looking at doing that. And some of them are very simple. Um, I had a good friend who was already working for one department and was looking to relocate his family. He'd been moved through military and when his, you know, reserve time was up, he just wanted to get back home to where his family was from. So he wanted to move down to the department down there. And um, they had what I would say is somewhat rigorous in a good way selection process, which involved him sitting down doing uh, a panel, I won't call it an interview, but almost a discussion with local business leaders, religious leaders, several people in the community, and then just going, hey, why do you want to be an officer here? Why do you want to work in our community? Um, and again, with every organization, you have to always understand that each organization is unique and the chief knows his needs, et cetera, et cetera. But they were a huge tool for the chief to then just sit down with and go, all right, you sat down with these 10 candidates. What do you think? Are, are they going to be an asset to our community? Um, that's a huge start because I truly believe, I know I've probably said that word so many times, but community is like a huge factor in this. Uh, I really, I'm not saying it shouldn't be allowed, but I don't love to see when I speak with people who work in departments and then you find out that they live 60 miles from where they work and commute into some foreign town every day to do what they look at as just a job and then go back. I truly believe that if I'm interacting with somebody who I know, hey, my kid probably goes to school with your kid, that's a stronger foundation for a positive interaction than just me driving my mundane commute, putting my uniform on, going out, serving people who I will never see again unless it's on the next call, and then just going back home. So I think having officers who want to be in that community is a a big first step. And then you can emphasize that in training as well. Um, I, I think that it'd be very beneficial to have some of those same leaders or people involved in the community come in just to block a time during the academy uh, and just say, hey, here's what we, me as a small business owner on Main Street, me as a, a church leader, religiously, this is what we kind of think of when we think of the police department and how you can serve us. Because at the end of the day, it is that. I know we sometimes move away from it, but in reality, I'm not saying we have to bend to the whim of every individual, but we are there to serve the community. I would like to see officers remembering that going, hey, I got this job because when Joe, the business owner, or when yourself or whoever needs something, I'm here to serve this community as a whole. So community involvement is a huge thing. I know it's a hot button issue because a 
lot of officers get this fear where they go, so you want me to be second guessed by somebody who's never done my job. And that's how the, that's how the issue gets painted to a lot of officers. That's not the case at all. I just want to see more mutual conversation about how we can work together and how you can best serve us and how we can help you do your job better as well. Kind of what he alluded to earlier. When the community trusts us, they are going to be a little more willing to come forward and go, hey, here's what we know about what's going on. If there's this automatic distrust, they're not going to volunteer. That They don't want to be involved. Um, so so those are, that's probably what I see as the biggest and. I don't want to simplify the issue, but I truly think simple, a very simple start, getting people involved and selecting the right people for your community and involving them in training those people on how to work with the community, I think would be a, a huge step. It's not going to solve the whole thing, but I think it'd be a huge step to open the conversation. Yeah, yeah your perspective is better than mine, because he's more hands-on with the community, but I mean, I don't want to just repeat what you said, but I agree completely. I think it's, you know, having having officers focusing on a particular area where they get to know the people they're serving and, and living with them. You know, like like you said, it's like we've lost that. It's you know, if it's and it's true for me and in my in my arena too. It's you know, we I like, we'll investigate, investigate, investigate. We'll swoop into your neighborhood, extract some bad guys, might interview a couple people, and then we're gone. And then what are you left with then? You're left with, you know, hopefully some justice, but there's not there's not like a interaction with, hey, this is why this happened. This is, you know, oh, by the way, we've got some other issues over here that we can help out with. And so I, I think I said federal level from a federal level versus a state level, my would be helping the local police department, giving them the resources they need to make these interactions. And so to have these interactions with the community so that, and then meeting with them so I know these are the problems that we're dealing with so that I'm not just solving crimes as they come to me, like I might get a tip here and there, but we have an actual interaction with these departments. We know what's going on in these neighborhoods. And when a particular thing pops up that's getting above the level that the local police can handle, that we're there to like be part of the solution. And when it's all said and done, the community respects their local officer and their federal officer who comes in behind them to, you know, to make their community a better place. And, I, and a part of what I, and I talked about my personal experience and how it's, Yes, I have a sense of purpose, and yes, I feel an accomplishment when I do. I feel like help make places safer, but there's also there also is like a sense of loss, and that you know we've I've, I've come in and I've taken this away, and I and were you really even happy that I, I made it there? And I, like I, like sometimes I feel like it's just like oh you know we we don't trust you guys. You come in, you you arrest people, and then. You think you're making this a better place, but then, you know, so-and-so just popped up after that and we never saw you again. So it's just like, there's, there's still a disconnect there. And it, it, it's made me rethink, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. It's made me rethink, like, what I've been doing. Is it, you know, is it the best way to do things? And I, there, is there a better, like you said, is there, there's a better way and you should be looking for a better way to, to relate to the, you know, ultimately, 
these communities feel like they're being served by all levels of law enforcement. And right now, I think at times they feel like they're forgotten by everybody. What's interesting to me in, in the response of community involvement is it goes back to what you said previously about we need more cops who are involved in the communities from the community. Yeah. So not just, uh, as you said, your friend who is coming home, but people who are rising up within these communities of tension, and instead of saying, hey, let's get rid of them, actually let's be part of the solution and the way that law enforcement is painted, that is actually getting further and further away from what looks like the possibility. So the very solution we need of community involvement and really knowing that, yeah, there's some bad apples, but the, this policing system is set up to care, to serve, and we need, we need people who know those people, and we need people to be involved who get to know people. Like, this is a human issue. This is a, this is a conversation. This is us together. And the polarity and the divide is one that the, the opportunity for that improvement, which from the inside you both think that would be a huge help, is actually being driven further and further away. Yeah. Um, and that's... That's too bad, and hopefully that's why more of these conversations can happen so that we can say that is not the enemy um, in terms of policing, but uh, in terms of racism, in terms of bad policing, that's the enemy, and, and then how do we work together to make it better?